Welcome to the True Answers Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Reese. In a world of deception, we want to help you discover true answers. Hey everybody, welcome back to our True Answers Podcast. So I'm Rob and I'm here with Reese and today we have a special guest, Carolyn Fitzgerald. Well, thank you very much for inviting me, and I really want to focus today on the word of knowledge. And the word of knowledge ties also in with wisdom at the same time. You might ask the question, well, what's the purpose of this gift? Well, the first one is to minister, to be more effective to people's needs. And I didn't realize I got saved in my early 20s, but I looked back. I was nine years old when the first time God spoke to me about my grandmother, my great-grandmother, and my dog dying. Well, as a kid, I just ran to my parents, told everybody they're going to die today. They looked at me like they're strange. Um, my father didn't go to church. My mother didn't go to church, but they're Catholic. And so I had no idea what was happening to me. So being young, I shared with the family. What I want to say to everyone who's listening is pay attention to children. I, I realized throughout my time being saved in the Lord in my 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s, that God speaks to them at an early age, some at eight and nine years old, and they speak to them audible, they uh, have dreams and visions, and they need someone to guide them. I didn't have that guidance. I didn't know what to do. I just accepted it, and it kind of grew when I went into church to become saved. And one example of this was a fourth, it was a fourth grade girl in my classroom. God will uh, give you an unction or a prompting to ask her, did you hear from God? she turned she looked at me said yes I hear from God every day so she started sharing her dreams with me on a constant basis about two years ago and I met her mother in the hallway and the mother opened up and said that she had eight to nine near-death experiences I told the mom listen to your daughter she's hearing from God you know listen and come to church come to God you really need him and this is real there's so many young people that I've met at uh, young ages that they want dreams and visions and what is what is happening and so it's really amazing but God will just tell me to speak at that time wherever I'm walking it could be in the middle of a hallway a store down the block to a neighbor it's at any given time morning day or night so it's I can't tell you specifically when does God speak he speaks when he has his time to speak regarding your question about when they said that your dog and your your grandma, your family's going to pass. Did yes. That, what's the end of that story? Well, at the end, they died on the day I told them they were going to die. They wow. told me um, they're going to live. I said, no, they're going to die today. So they didn't believe me. Um, I just wept because, you know, I love my family and I love my dog. But they said they're going to die. And they died when I told them that day that wow. they were going to die. How did that affect you? Did that give you confidence in hearing God's voice? I didn't even know what God's voice was. I just followed what was said to me, and as a child, you just talk to, you know, talk to them. Okay. Wow. So I know that's really scary because I didn't know what else to do with it. It's it's interesting though because that is um, like when we're talking about word of knowledge, right? Right. That's God gave you a piece of information that you would mm-hmm. not have known. Right. Otherwise, right. That, right. that was a supernatural, right? you know. And also, I just want to share with you what came to my mind right now is when I was saved, when I first got saved, the Lord spoke to me about my oldest son 
that he was going to have uh, stomach problems at the age was that he, they were four years old, three and four, and that my middle son was going to be killed. My son, both of them were in the um, church with me to about the age of 14, 15. They moved their father. And I had that heavy burden to say, Lord, turn it, turn it. So when you get a word of knowledge, you really seek God, you, you cry out to God, you pray to God and say, turn the situation. No one understood. Uh, people in the church didn't give me any understanding of all of this, but that burden carried to me to all the time. When my son turned, uh, I believe he was 17 at the time, he was involved in different things, gangs, uh, robberies, drugs, and uh, he went to prison. He was uh, caught with stolen goods. About six years into prison, he said, Mom, I just want to tell you, on the day that I was picked up, I was supposed to be killed. So I do thank the Lord that he brought him into the prison system for at least 12 years and still has time to serve if he does anything wrong. So his whole life has changed. So many times um, people that have a word of knowledge will carry such a burden because it takes it's in God's timing. So that was a really difficult time for me. So God gave you that word of knowledge. When so they were that, three and four. Wow. So that you could pray and intercede. Yes. So that, you know, that word that you were given would not come to pass because of your prayer. I kept crying. I kept crying many, uh, many, many nights. I pleaded with uh, other people in the church, but at that time, no one really understood, like, where I was coming from. Yeah. So, um... Another time, I want to let you know that God spoke to me about a family member who was in the hospital ready to die. He told me when I was at home, get up, go to the hospital, and I want you to speak these words. God prepared the way. My family was all around this. She was an older lady, about 80-some 80, about 80 years old. She was at the point of death. And when I, when I entered the room, God had all my family people move. They didn't say a word to me. They didn't say, hi, Carolyn, how you doing? They just moved. And then I moved right in front of the, of the lady. I had my eyes focused on her, and God, I said to her that God said this, it's not your time to die. I had to speak that message twice. I looked her dead in the eyes. It's not your time to die. Someone read a scripture, and I left because that's what God has given me to do. God spared her life. She had one more year to live. So I'm very thankful that I followed the prompting of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Unfortunately, there was an, another time where I didn't follow the prompting of the Holy Ghost. He wanted me to go back to the nursing home to reach out to this lady. It was really urgent. It was all through the day, all through the night. And I was thinking, oh, God, I'm tired. Can I do this another day? I'll see her next week. You know, I'll see her on Saturday. And I'm young in the Lord. I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the day I was supposed to go see her, she already passed away. And that is such a regret that you have in your spirit when God spoke and said, go now. So that's something I had to learn along the way. If God speaks, you have to obey his voice and go when he wants you to go, not before, not after. He'll let you know at times when people are in serious, critical um, health conditions in the hospital, he does not permit me to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. I have to stay home and pray and intercede that a change will take place. So God has, you know, brought me through a lot of different, you know, type of situations with that. And he's he's merciful, too, because, you know, yes. he didn't say, oh, you messed up and you're done. No, no he's more. never. I only, I wish I had someone to help me direct me because 
I felt so much condemnation, so much when I didn't obey God. It was really hard to come through it. I did a lot of fasting, a lot of praying, a lot of crying. And um, God was just really merciful, and I, I didn't have a whole lot. So I just went and said, Lord, help, because no one's hearing. Right. But the reason or the purpose to have this gift is to speak with a knowledge. You may give me just a couple words to disarm the situation, open up something, bring answers, healing, and understanding. And so I am so thankful for that because I'm a part, you can be a part of someone else's life. At that moment, they need a breakthrough. They need an answer. They need to know that this can happen. And when this happens, when I obey the Spirit, it really brings a lot of joy to my, you know, to me. So I love doing it. I had a lot of joy in all those early 20s. Oh, I was so happy. God speaking, and I'm going to the people. But with this joy, it leads you to a couple of things. I was also involved with intercessory prayer when I first got saved. And so that's a, a deeper type of praying, a deeper time of um, laying down before God, and even at times fasting. And also it leads you to the wisdom of God. Do I go now? I can't explain how it works. This is like an urgency, an unction in my spirit. Don't go now. You might say now, or there'll be a time mentioned, like when to go. I have to listen more carefully. It's really hard to explain because this is the time. But... It's really important that if you're going to use this knowledge from God, you must say his exact words. I have learned down through the beginning parts of my years of learning about this, sometimes I added a few words, and sometimes I just kept on talking, kept on talking. Well, God, you know, let me know. He lovingly corrected me, and then he would say, that's too much. You added too much. I didn't say that. You added to it. And then I started crying again, Lord, forgive me. I'm so sorry. I'm going to stick yeah. to what you say. But I had to right. learn that you just can't. You're in the flow. You're in the flow. You're thinking, okay, what else do I have to say? Oh, I can add a little more to this. But it was my experience, not what God wanted for that person. So I learned you, you cannot add to what he wants to say. You know what? Actually, Jesus brought something up similar to that last week. Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, when he was talking about um, giving an interpretation of tongues. Mm -hmm. And he said that, that he remembered a time uh, where he gave an interpretation, but it was he, he was trying to make it happen okay. on his own, right? Right. Um, and it's, it's amazing, though, how moments like that show that we're human, right. that we do mess up, mm -hmm. um, and that if we allow God to correct us, yes. He gives us the courage to be used in that way yes. again. Yes. Because a lot of people, like just humans in general, have a natural fear of failure. Right. So like right. when you mess up or you don't quite get it right, right. your natural tendency is just say, well, I'm not going to speak anymore. Or I'm not going to, if right. God gives me a word of knowledge, I'm not going to say it anymore. Well, to be honest with you, I've had a lot of uh, like low self-esteem, been through a lot of um, horrific experiences and not having the leading, the guidance um, with being saved. So uh, with these couple experiences here, I just want to let people know it's not going to be always a positive, oh, I accept that God's word. For mine, when I first started going, uh, people were very angry at me, extremely angry. And they would say, well, God speaks to me. I said, yes, they do. But I had a word I had to tell them. And my, I was known back then, those first 10, 12 years, you're just a doomsday preaching or 
talking about God's word. I said, I'm not the one who gets to decide the message. Yeah, and sometimes true. God gave me some really tough few words to say mm -hmm. to, to people's lives to be changed. Yeah. Not because I knew all about it, but like I said, I had a lot of challenges, a lot of spirits to overcome, and mm -hmm. a lot of learning, and people thought you know I what? You, you actually, I don't mean to cut you mm -hmm. off, but you just bring up a really good point. I was talking to my friend Dave about this, actually, mm -hmm. and we were talking about Samuel. How Samuel had to confront not only Saul, right. but David, when David messed up with Bathsheba and Uriah. Yes, yes. And Samuel, like you're talking about, sometimes mm -hmm. God gives you a word and it's difficult. Yes. I mean, Samuel could have been killed for what he said. Right. Because right. he had to confront a king for their wrongdoing. Yeah, it's really, um, it's really scary. Uh, uh, experience that came to me, which was really, really hard. There was a young man, like I can't re give you the name or the family name. And he was gonna he was gonna get killed. He was gonna get killed. So I pleaded, I cried, I begged with the mother, the family. I said, give me their social security number. I gotta have the I have to have the information. He's going to be killed. And they said for like three weeks, uh, you know what? You pray. You turn the situation. I'm crying in tears from my heart and pleading, he's going to be killed. They didn't believe it. About a month later, he was involved uh, with well, a shooting incident. He didn't get shot, but he went to prison for about nine years. Wow. That really affected my heart because here he is in prison. It could have been preventable if there was some prayer or intercession. Mm -hmm. or, but they looked at me because, one, you know, I was on welfare at the time. I had two children out of wedlock. I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't dress like in the fancy clothes and you know, I had like a little sharp attitude and I had a lot of things to overcome. So be careful when someone is sharing the word of God with you. Don't judge on where they're at in the lifetime. Don't judge on their appearance or how much money they have or how they're speaking. Because this is the voice of God. It's not my voice. And it was really, it was so, I didn't know how to handle that. Mm -hmm. Because I cried three weeks on pleading with God and God makes the final decision, so I'm thankful that he didn't get killed because there were other people that got shot in that particular household. And I found Jeez. out that another young um, brother who was uh, saved in the church, he was supposed to go visit that young man in the house they were. But the mom got a, um, a message from God and kept and said, I need something to eat. So she um, you know, directed the, his pathway a different way. He never went to that house. Mm -hmm. So his life was spared. Because he listened to his mom. So really, it's um, really, really hard when they don't receive. God will give me um, confirmations through other people. If I had to say a word of knowledge, I was, you have to have wisdom because you can't say it out openly in the church. Mm -hmm. So I would go up to the individual um, person. Right. The pastor would say, what did you say? I said, what God said. He said, you're absolutely right. This other sister did not want to hear. It was something very beneficial for her health condition, her mind, her body, her spirit. She rejected it. So all these things of, of like rejection and you get discouraged. And when things are getting tough like that, when people have really serious situations, my my heart's broken. They're not receiving it. I'm, and I can't, I can't change it. I want it to change. And so there was a time after about 12, 15 years, then I said, God, I can't handle this word of knowledge. Um, you know, he showed my son where he was doing all his drugs in the, in the house. I saw all the details. 
I saw what the people said. I said, God, I can't see anymore. That one time was too hard for me as a mother. I said, I can't deal with this. So I kind of did lay down the, the word of knowledge for um, a couple of years. And then when I started going through my teaching career, uh, I told the Lord, I'm so sorry. That's a gift you gave me. Please give it back to me. I want to use it no matter you know how things were going. But then I started making a change in my life where I did more praying, more seeking, laying before God. I just was really active in the church. So the word started coming back when I was going back, like in the schools and different parents. And it's just really, if I can say something to, to be a, a difference in someone's life, I can tell you today that when I look back, I didn't realize how much I was doing for the Lord about ministering and being a part of someone's life. I didn't know the depthness of what this all um, involved. And so, um, yeah, I just I just thank God, you know, for his mercy. But there's a couple of things you really have to do before you real I realize I even have the gift. But first of all, you have to be willing. So when you, you have to be willing to hear and don't pray, um, God, I want to hear your voice. Or let me grow, Lord. i got to be patient, Lord. I didn't know what I was praying for. So when you ask for more patience, all of a sudden in my lifetime, early salvation part, I went through a severe testing, yeah. many trials to humble, you know. Uh, well, I had, to, I had to learn to humble myself. But some situations make you learn how to be humble yeah. and change your heart and mind and attitude. Right. Not only do you have to be a willing, you have to be available. So when I was not working, being on welfare, $500 a month was supposed to feed a family of three, pay bills, all of that. Lived in a neighborhood that was very rough. There were, there were gang members, um, lots of stuff going on. But God always has a shield around you, always protect you. And you have to obey the Holy Spirit. So be available. So if you want to use a gift, God gives us gifts without repentance, even before we are formed in our mother's womb. But I'm telling you, if you really want to learn more about it, be more open to Jesus Christ because you really need to know more about him. I was involved in the church. I've heard a lot of the word. I read the Bible through and through. So that makes a difference when you're fasting, praying, reading, asking questions. Right. They didn't like me at the church because I had a thousand and one questions. Well, what's that? Oh, you know, one one preacher told me, uh, you can't do any, you can't do anything right now. You can't be no teacher. It's my first God saved. You can't do anything. Just listen to us. I said, well, God, you know, told me something. Now I I want to answer. I don't know. Right. But they looked at me. You're not supposed to hear from the Lord. You're not supposed to ask questions. So I was a person that you probably get sick of me if I, if I was at the church early. You would say, what is she asking all these thousand and one questions? But you got to remember, I came out of a Catholic church to where I was only going to church, not my sisters, not my family. So I went with two of my best friends faithfully. And believe it or not, I, uh, God told me to be a, uh, I was going to be a missionary, believe in all places in Africa. That's when I was really young, at nine years old, when I got also hit by a car. But I, I made it. it. Was I was hit by a drunken driver. So things can happen in your life. But again, I had no guidance because uh, I didn't get saved until about 22, 24 years old. Mm -hmm. But if there were people out, out in the communities or they, they can see um, a young person or a child or a teenager and they're using the gifts of God to see what's in that, what God has given that person, they could lead that person. They can ask a question. They can stir it up. So it really was um, a, a very like lonely life 
to, to use those gifts and it was a difficult life, but yet it was still, Lord, I just thank you because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like worthy of his, a lot of his grace and things at that time. Amen. You must be teachable. You are going to have to be teachable in the house of the Lord. Be accountable to correction. You also have to desire to operate in the gifts of the Spirit and be sensitive to his voice and timing. This is a real important one I've learned. You must speak in truth and love. You must work in a way that's going to edify, build up the person. I didn't know how to really love because it wasn't really shown to me. But down through the years, I've gained more love. And with that love, the gifts will operate even more. And more of a That's right. Do not condemn or criticize. That I have not done from the beginning to the end. I did not. I didn't find that. I was, I was concerned. This is someone in trouble. This is someone who needs to hear something. So truly, I just want to say this to close it out. It really is an honor. It's a privilege to use his gifts. And it's really a privilege to touch someone's life and to share the love and grace of Jesus Christ. And to God be all the glory. So no matter what gifts he gives us, give him all the glory. Amen. That was really, really good. Sister Carolyn, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. So, um, yeah, again, Rob and I just want to say thank you for letting mm-hmm. us record this um, conversation and you sharing a lot of, of what you learned mm-hmm. through the years with being used in the word of knowledge. Um, and maybe uh, maybe something that we can, we can think about for a, a subsequent podcast at some point. You mentioned intercessory prayer a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you? This, I guess this is just one last question before we wrap up. Um, do you feel like operating in the word of knowledge has driven you to intercessory prayer? Like, do you feel like it's naturally led you to pray? I don't think, well, for me, it didn't lead me to it because it went hand in hand. I mean, when I first went to the church, I was asked to intercede and pray over people. Mm-hmm. So God placed it in my spirit to uh, cry always I guess I had a crying spirit for a long time. <laughs> so uh, actually, I prepared myself. There's a position in a, in a, uh, a crying out to God. So when I got saved, I just felt it from the beginning. Okay. And I, I, I can really use the, the intercede for different things. Mm-hmm. But again, it's um, really hard because throughout my church experience, before you know, it closed down, I came to LifeSpring Church. Um, I was the only one. I didn't. I didn't have other intercessors. I didn't know. I didn't know other people were doing doing this, and I needed to have more direction um, mm-hmm. for the intercessory. So, I was led to another pastor, and I asked permission from my pastor. He said, "Yes, listen," and I'm grateful because I found out who I'm listening to has intercessors mm-hmm. around the world. Yeah. So now I'm honored, after 32 years, to listen to intercessors around the world, touching and agreeing. Nice. So that is an awesome feeling for me. Yeah. So from going from lonely to I don't know if I, how I'm doing, but that was my desire, is we're a people. Right. And I always wanted to go to school. And the school is online. So who would have known? Because <laughs> the 80s had no computers. Right. So I was told I'm going to school. I'm thinking, okay. So That's online. Awesome. Yes. There's an well, army rising up, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's already sure. here. Right. Well, thank you once again, Sister Carolyn. Um, uh, Thank you for sharing your heart with us. And thank you, everybody that's listening online. uh, And keep seeking for true answers.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of True Answers. Rob and I have really enjoyed bringing this type of content to you. And we also wanted to let you know that you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other place that you receive your podcast from. Thank you so much. God bless you and keep seeking for true answers. Thank you.